Chapter six of the Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Chapter six. I suppose you've heard the news, Basil said lord henry that evening as hallward was shown into a little private room at the bristol where dinner had been laid for three no harry answered the artist giving his hat and coat to the bowing waiter what is it nothing about politics i hope they don't interest me there's hardly a single person in the house of commons worth painting though many of them would be better for a little whitewashing dorian gray is engaged to be married said lord henry watching him as he spoke dorian engaged to be married he cried impossible it is perfectly true to whom to some little actress or other i can't believe it dorian is far too sensible dorian is far too wise not to do foolish things now and then my dear basil marriage is hardly a thing one can do now and then harry except in america rejoined lord henry languidly but i didn't say he was married i said he was engaged to be married there is a great difference i have a distinct remembrance of being married but i have no recollection at all of being engaged i am inclined to think that i never was engaged but think of dorian's birth and position and wealth it would be absurd for him to marry so much beneath him if you want to make him marry this girl tell him that basil he is sure to do it then whenever a man does a thoroughly stupid thing it is always from the noblest motives i hope the girl is good harry i don't want to see dorian tied to some vile creature who might degrade his nature and ruin his intellect oh she is better than good she is beautiful murmured lord henry sipping a glass of vermouth and orange bitters dorian says she is beautiful and he is not often wrong about things of that kind your portrait of him has quickened his appreciation of the personal appearance of other people it has had that excellent effect amongst others we are to see her to-night if that boy doesn't forget his appointment are you serious quite serious basil i should be miserable if i thought i should ever be more serious than i am at the present moment but do you approve of it harry asked the painter walking up and down the room and biting his lip you can't approve of it possibly it is some silly infatuation i never approve or disapprove of anything now it is an absurd attitude to take towards life we are not sent into the world to air our moral prejudices i never take any notice of what common people say and i never interfere with what charming people do if a personality fascinates me whatever mode of expression that personality selects is absolutely delightful to me dorian gray falls in love with a beautiful girl who acts juliet and proposes to marry her why not if he wedded messalina he would be none the less interesting you know i am not a champion of marriage the real drawback to marriage is that it makes one unselfish and unselfish people are colourless they lack individuality still there are certain temperaments that marriage makes more complex they retain their egotism and add to it many other egos they are forced to have more than one life they become more highly organized and to be highly organized is i should fancy the object of man's existence besides 
every experience is of value and whatever one may say against marriage it is certainly an experience i hope that dorian gray will make this girl his wife passionately adore her for six months and then suddenly become fascinated by someone else he would be a wonderful study you don't mean a single word of that harry you know you don't if dorian gray's life were spoiled no one would be sorrier than yourself you are much better than you pretend to be lord henry laughed <laughs> the reason we all like to think so well of others is that we are all afraid for ourselves the basis of optimism is sheer terror we think that we are generous because we credit our neighbor with the possession of those virtues that are likely to be a benefit to us we praise the banker that we may overdraw our account and find good qualities in the highwayman in the hope that he may spare our pockets i mean everything that i have said i have the greatest contempt for optimism as for a spoiled life no life is spoiled but one whose growth is arrested if you want to mar a nature you have merely to reform it as for marriage of course that would be silly but there are other and more interesting bonds between men and women i will certainly encourage them they have the charm of being fashionable but here is dorian himself he will tell you more than i can my dear harry my dear basil you must both congratulate me said the lad throwing off his evening cape with its satin-lined wings and shaking each of his friends by the hand in turn i've never been so happy of course it is sudden all really delightful things are and yet it seems to me to be the one thing i've been looking for all my life he was flushed with excitement and pleasure and looked extraordinarily handsome i hope you will always be very happy dorian said hallward but i don't quite forgive you for not having let me know of your engagement you let harry know and i don't forgive you for being late for dinner broke in lord henry putting his hand on the lad's shoulder and smiling as he spoke come let us sit down and try what the new chef here is like and then you will tell us how it all came about there is really not much to tell cried dorian as they took their seats at the small round table what happened was simply this after i left you yesterday evening harry i dressed had some dinner at that little italian restaurant in rupert street you introduced me to and went down at eight o'clock to the theatre sybil was playing rosalind of course the scenery was dreadful and the orlando absurd but sybil you should have seen her when she came on in her boy's clothes she was perfectly wonderful she wore a moss-covered velvet jerkin with cinnamon sleeves slim brown cross-gartered hose a dainty little green cap with a hawk's feather caught in a jewel and a hooded cloak lined with dull red she had never seemed to me more exquisite she had all the delicate grace of that tanagra figurine that you have in your studio basil her hair clustered round her face like dark leaves round a pale rose as for her acting well you shall see her to-night she is simply a born artist i sat in the dingy box absolutely enthralled i forgot that i was in london and in the nineteenth century i was away with my love in a forest that no man had ever seen after the performance was over i went behind and spoke to her as we were sitting together suddenly there came into her eyes a look that i had never seen there before 
my lips moved towards hers we kissed each other i can't describe to you what i felt at that moment it seemed to me that all my life had been narrowed to one perfect point of rose-coloured joy she trembled all over and shook like a white narcissus then she flung herself on her knees and kissed my hands i feel that i should not tell you all this but i can't help it of course our engagement is a dead secret she has not even told her own mother i don't know what my guardians will say lord radley is sure to be furious i don't care i shall be of age in less than a year and then i can do what i like i have been right basil haven't i to take my love out of poetry and to find my wife in shakespeare's plays lips that shakespeare taught to speak have whispered their secret in my ear i have had the arms of rosalind around me and kissed juliet on the mouth yes dorian i suppose you were right said hallward slowly have you seen her to-day asked lord henry dorian gray shook his head i left her in the forest of arden i shall find her in an orchard in verona lord henry sipped his champagne in a meditative manner at what particular point did you mention the word marriage dorian and what did she say in answer perhaps you forgot all about it my dear harry i did not treat it as a business transaction and i did not make any formal proposal i told her that i loved her and she said she was not worthy to be my wife not worthy why the whole world is nothing to me compared with her women are wonderfully practical murmured lord henry much more practical than we are in situations of that kind we often forget to say anything about marriage and they always remind us hallward laid his hand upon his arm don't harry you have annoyed dorian he is not like other men he would never bring misery upon any one his nature is too fine for that lord henry looked across the table dorian is never annoyed with me he answered i asked the question for the best reason possible for the only reason indeed that excuses one for asking any question simple curiosity i have a theory that it is always the women who propose to us and not we who propose to the women except of course in middle-class life but then the middle classes are not modern dorian gray laughed and tossed his head <laughs> you are quite incorrigible harry but i don't mind it is impossible to be angry with you when you see sybil vane you will see that the man who could wrong her would be a beast a beast without a heart i cannot understand how anyone could wish to shame the thing he loves i love sybil vane i want to place her on a pedestal of gold and to see the world worship the woman who is mine what is marriage an irrevocable vow you mock at it for that ah don't mock it is an irrevocable vow that i want to take her trust makes me faithful her belief makes me good when i am with her i regret all that you have taught me i become different from what you have known me to be i am changed and the mere touch of sybil vane's hand makes me forget you and all your wrong fascinating poisonous delightful theories and those are asked lord henry helping himself to some salad oh your theories about life your theories about love your theories about pleasure all your theories in fact harry pleasure is the only thing worth having a theory about 
he answered in his slow melodious voice but i am afraid i cannot claim my theory as my own it belongs to nature not to me pleasure is nature's test her sign of approval when we are happy we are always good but when we are good we are not always happy ah but what do you mean by good cried basil hallward yes echoed dorian leaning back in his chair and looking at lord henry over the heavy clusters of purple-lipped irises that stood in the centre of the table what do you mean by good harry to be good is to be in harmony with oneself he replied touching the thin stem of his glass with his pale fine-pointed fingers discord is to be forced to be in harmony with others one's own life that is the important thing as for the lives of one's neighbours if one wishes to be a prig or a puritan one can flaunt one's moral views about them but they are not one's concern besides individualism has really the higher aim modern morality consists in accepting the standard of one's age i consider that for any man of culture to accept the standard of his age is a form of the grossest immorality but surely if one lives merely for oneself harry one pays a terrible price for doing so suggested the painter yes we are overcharged for everything nowadays i should fancy that the real tragedy of the poor is that they can afford nothing but self-denial beautiful sins like beautiful things are the privilege of the rich one has to pay in other ways but money what sort of ways basil oh i should fancy in remorse in suffering and well in the consciousness of degradation lord henry shrugged his shoulders my dear fellow medieval art is charming but medieval emotions are out of date one can use them in fiction of course but then the only things that one can use in fiction are the things that one has ceased to use in fact believe me no civilized man ever regrets a pleasure and no uncivilized man ever knows what a pleasure is i know what pleasure is cried dorian gray it is to adore someone that is certainly better than being adored he answered toying with some fruits being adored is a nuisance women treat us just as humanity treats its gods they worship us and are always bothering us to do something for them i should have said that whatever they ask for they had first given to us murmured the lad gravely they create love in our natures they have a right to demand it back that is quite true dorian cried hallward nothing is ever quite true said lord henry that is interrupted dorian you must admit harry that women give to men the very gold of their lives possibly he sighed but they invariably want it back in such a very small change that is the worry women as some witty frenchman once put it inspire us with a desire to do masterpieces and always prevent us from carrying them out harry you are dreadful i don't know why i like you so much you will always like me dorian he replied will you have some coffee you fellows waiter bring coffee and fine champagne and some cigarettes oh no don't mind the cigarettes i have some basil i can't allow you to smoke cigars you must have a cigarette a cigarette is the perfect type of a perfect pleasure it is exquisite and it leaves one unsatisfied what more can one want yes dorian you will always be fond of me i represent to you all the sins you have never had the courage to commit what nonsense you talk harry 
cried the lad taking a light from a fire-breathing silver dragon that the waiter had placed on the table let us go down to the theatre when sybil comes on the stage you will have a new ideal of life she will represent something to you that you have never known i have known everything said lord henry with a tired look in his eyes but i am always ready for a new emotion i am afraid however that for me at any rate there is no such thing still your wonderful girl may thrill me i love acting it is so much more real than life let us go dorian you will come with me i am so sorry basil but there is only room for two in the brougham you must follow us in a hansom they got up and put on their coats sipping their coffee standing the painter was silent and preoccupied there was a gloom over him he could not bear this marriage and yet it seemed to him to be better than many other things that might have happened after a few minutes they all passed downstairs he drove off by himself as had been arranged and watched the flashing lights of the little brougham in front of him a strange sense of loss came over him he felt that dorian gray would never again be to him all that he had been in the past life had come between them his eyes darkened and the crowded flaring streets became blurred to his eyes when the cab drew up at the theatre it seemed to him that he had grown years older End of chapter 6